and welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me today is Court Winsett. Hello, Katie. And Nicole Ellis. What's up, guys? Yep, Cam is off doing superhero assignments right now. We can't tell you about it or else the villains will know the secret mission. So, Ooh, sounds <laughs> spooky. Oh, yeah, you know it. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about... We just had another major Powerball jackpot that was given away in the last... I don't know, the, say the last seven days or so. So uh, I, I'm not that I'm the one that came up with the idea, but I did think <laughs> it was a fitting time to discuss uh, the Powerball. Powerball crash course. Here we go. <laughs> Um, I did uh, admit at the beginning of this episode, prior to starting to record, I've never participated in the Powerball. I've heard about it a ton, and I know like it's obviously been a conversation people have had for a long time. So I'm interested to learn along with you guys as we talk about Powerball on this Powerball crash course. I guess we probably need to uh, give a disclaimer right up front that we're not in any way advocating Powerball or any other lottery as a successful investment (laughs) technique or financial uh, advisory technique. But Powerball and all those other lotteries are about money. And so it's very loosely related to what we talk about. And I mean, anybody who hasn't had at least a little fun imagining what they would do with, say, a billion dollars, you should give it a try. It's fun to play. But And there's often jokes in our world of like, okay, well, you can work another five years or you can, you know, hit it big in the lottery. Yeah. Plan on working. Make sure you've got that budget. (laughs) Uh, Make sure you've got that financial plan. But uh, we just wanted to play a little fun today and discuss just what exactly is out there, what exactly happens with the lottery. For those of you that don't play, we're not suggesting you should, but uh, here's just a little bit about it. But before we get into that... As always, we have a list. What list did we come up with this time? So this is movies about winning the lottery. Oh, imagine that. Yep. Okay, so this first one, It Could Happen to You, starring Nicolas Cage and Bridget Fonda, a charming romantic comedy based on a true story. A waitress and a cop strike up an unlikely friendship and agree to split any lottery winnings they get. Yes, I remember this movie very well. And yeah, I've seen this one. It is based on a true story, but it's very loosely based on a true story. <laughs> they turn the Nicolas Cage character and the Bridget Fonda character into a romantic interests. There's problems that Nicolas Cage's character has with his wife and so on and so forth. None of that happened in real life. In real life, they did become friends. Uh, he did split his winnings with her, but uh, in real life, it didn't cause any strife between him and his wife. His wife, uh, I think, I think like the real life person's wife maybe got a little bit upset at her portrayal in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the list is Waking Ned Divine. Set in a small Irish village, this comedy revolves around a local man who dies of shock after winning the lottery. The townspeople then try to claim the winnings for themselves. I've heard the title of this movie, so I'm like familiar with the title, but I don't think I've ever read the description. That sounds pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of different descriptions online, Mm. too, so this movie could be about anything, but I think (laughs) we should watch it. All right, next on the list is Lucky Numbers. This is a dark comedy that stars John Travolta and Lisa Kudrow and follows a TV weatherman and his girlfriend who hatch a plan to rig the state lottery. Oh, I remember this one now. I don't know that I ever watched it, but I remember the 
ads for it. Mm, I cannot say that I do. I have not ever heard of it. But, I've uh, never no. seen any of these movies. So. I've seen it could happen to you. Um, Jerry and Marge go large. What a name. <laughs> a heartwarming true story about a retired couple who win the lottery and use their winnings to revitalize their small town. Okay, so that's a retired couple, but then I look at who it's casted, and this is not a new movie, <laughs> so they're labeled as retired couple, and it's a uh, good old Brian Cranston and Annette Benning. I mean, yeah. it could be Walter White. He aged very quickly yeah, on Breaking that's Bad. That's true, so. and I mean, I mean, the power of Hollywood makeup, because right. again, I, I had the new Batman on, and just I'm still blown away with Colin Farrell as Penguin. Mm-hmm. That makeup portrayal is just incredible. Indeed. It should have won everything for that. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's nothing to do with Powerball, but just the power of the makeup. Power of makeup. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. <laughs> Next one on the list is uh, Lottery Ticket. Bow Wow stars in this comedy about a young man who wins a large lottery jackpot but has to wait over a holiday weekend before he can claim his prize. During this time, he discovers who his true friends are. Is this like Bow Wow, like a little rapper, yeah. musician Bow Wow? Yeah. Who else yeah. would it be? I don't know. Is there another Bow Wow? I don't know about i don't know this this lottery ticket reminds me a lot of like blank check kind of sounding i think i've seen this but i I can't remember i definitely have not i've only seen one movie with bow wow and it was actually when he was still being called little bow wow was it the one where he throws the shoes shoes. over yeah Uh, be like mike yeah that was a good movie that one okay last one on the list it's called Welcome to Me with Kristen Wiig. It is a dark comedy drama that tells the story of a woman with a borderline personality disorder who wins the lottery and decides to use the money to produce her own talk show. Wow, that sounds <laughs> this sounds interesting. interesting. I would watch oh, it. Lord, there is one other lottery movie that I wish I could remember that the title of or I, the basic premise was these two kids, uh, one who really needed the money, ended up buying a lottery ticket together, um, but they had to get the they're, they're friends, right? You know, they're good friends. They're buds. and But they had to get their older sister to actually buy the ticket because they weren't old enough to buy the ticket. And then the ticket ended up winning. And there was conflict. I would have never guessed. Mm. I wish I could remember the name of that movie because it, it really hit me hard, man. <laughs> it hit me hard. I'll have to say when making this list, I kept thinking about casino movies. And it doesn't really apply to this, but... Did you watch Full House when Stephanie and DJ like hit the winning slot machine and yeah. they have to be quiet? Yeah, there's so much that applies to this. If it's kind of one of those, okay, if somebody wins big, then it's you're blasted everywhere and then everybody knows about it. Or it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it can apply to so much because it's like when somebody starts to become famous, whether it's sports or acting, like all of a sudden, like all these people come out of the woodwork and want to be your friend because they're going to mooch off of your winnings, whether it's winning by a ticket or winning because of your success. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the whole same thing. And that's why, like, I know we did an episode forever ago. We probably need to do another one kind of elaborating more, but about, you know, people who get into these windfalls, whether it be Powerball or success or something like that. And really knowing how to control and not being a Katie Pickler and (laughs) giving to everybody else and doing things for other people and gifting and, you know, wanting them to enjoy it with you. So let's put our imagination hats on. Imagine you hit the jackpot. What's the first thing you're doing with that money? Nicole. I would probably just take the stereotypical answer and go on vacation. I want to go to, I'd probably just go to New York if I'm being honest. <laughs> and then, you know, I don't have student loans or anything, so I don't have to 
pay those off. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd help my family out too, but I for sure go on vacation. Uh, That's a boring answer. I mean, it's not really boring. It's just you're not thinking big. I enough. know I haven't. Because, I, am. I mean, I like, haven't thought about this. If we're talking about like a Powerball size uh, jackpot, you're talking about a minimum, a minimum of twenty five million dollars. If you pay half of that in taxes, you still have you know twelve point five million left. Now annuitized, um, mm-hmm. so you, you don't get, get it all at once. You get annual payments, and it's paid out over however many years, unless you choose to take the lump sum payment. So if you take the lump sum payment, your $12.5 million after taxes probably turns out to be closer to 5 or $6 million. But still, that's There's 5 some or $6 million. Dollars. So even if I, all I had was 5 or $6 million, I think the first thing I'm doing is not going on a vacation to New York. I'm moving to New oh, York. Well, Come on one. now. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have somebody you knew who won the lottery? I did. I, I have a family member who uh, won a small jackpot. And what do you consider small? Um, 50000 Okay. So, yeah. I had a coworker a few jobs ago that won the lottery, and it was like 100000 mm. And he, he just kept selling cars. So I was like, why are you here? <laughs> because too many people blow through it. Yeah, $100,000 is not I enough know, to retire but on. <laughs> but still. if you come in and tell your boss off after you won $100,000, you're going to be regretting it really quick. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, though, is if you get these windfalls, then, like, just keep on acting like you don't have it and mm-hmm. be smart with it. Like, it's, it's kind of with every financial thing. Like, if you get a bonus or you get, you know, an inheritance or something like that, then divide it out, you know, take a little bit of it and go and do something fun or buy a toy or do something like that. But then the rest of it, you know, look at your financial situation. Do you have some liabilities you need to look at? Put some in savings, put some in a future account, like have it working for you. But yeah, I mean, it's, we all kind of, I think, sometimes get that kid mentality of, oh my gosh, I'm going to buy really stupid stuff. Well, I mean, the bigger those jackpots get, the easier it is to really just imagine going absolutely ape crazy with it. I mean, this is like Brewster's Millions. (laughs) When you start talking, the last jackpot in Powerball was like 600 million, and that was pre tax, pre whether you decide to take the annuitized payment or the uh, lump sum payment, that was just $600 million was the advertised jackpot or something close to that. Uh, but the one prior to that was $2 billion. $2 billion. And I mean, oh, the things I could do with even a billion dollars. Can you please say that like Dr. Evil? No, I can't. I can't. He tried. Uh, yeah. $2 billion. Mini <laughs> 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 me. Gonna Photoshop your face on Mini Me um, for mini. next week's episode. Did you ever say what you, what you would do? No. Yeah, you didn't see. We yeah. played. We both played. I don't like it <laughs> when people don't play out. the game. So you got to play the game too. Um, build my dream closet. Oh, I thought and, you were gonna say your house, but you know you're on just a closet. Well, no, I mean her closet is gonna require like five houses, megatons of computerized stuff, and holograms and oh yeah, like all, all I've stuff. talked about how I, like why is that technology not around? Seriously, that's what I would do is have like I'd probably need a bigger house for all the stuff I'd want to have, but mine would probably be more like yeah, I'd want to go on some trips, I'd want to do stuff, but then. I would try and be smart and put some money away, but then also your answer helped people out and, you know. Also, I probably would add buy more tickets to see Taylor Swift on my list. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you'd be be going to Europe and just, you'd follow her around. Yeah, be like the groupie. The thing is, we got around it because the first question was not, what is the first thing you do when you find out you've won the lottery? It was, what is the first thing you do? When you get the money. When you get the money. So, 
long before you've ever gone and actually picked up that check, that big old check that they make you pose with, you need to have done a lot of planning. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you think about the big check? You remember um, Happy Gilmore? Oh, and yeah, absolutely. His, his car insisted just, on getting paid in all big all checks. Big absolutely, checks. 100%. And his car is just full of these big checks, and it's like, yeah. you realize that's just a prop. <laughs> Classic. But it is fun to present those big checks. When I worked at JDRF, we got to present a lot of big checks, and it was fun because then everybody gets excited, like, oh, I got a big It's check. real money, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so it just so happens that we're in the business of providing exactly the kind of advice that somebody should be seeking if they ever win the lottery. Yeah, it should be you find out, you, you know, maybe call your family and tell them, but then you immediately call your financial advisor, your attorney, like, you call everybody, your accountant. So great place, Pickler Companies. We got tax, we got legal, we got financial, we got a little bit of everything. Mm. Um, but obviously it's, yes, that's why you kind of want to make sure you have trusted partners with you. And that means uh, family, friends, uh, financial professionals, legal tax, all of that stuff, because this is a big change. And and I apologize. I actually was talking to a new client the other day and explaining Bullcast to them. And I caught myself using jargon in the meeting. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I said, I, you know, I've been here five years now and it's just become ingrained in my brain now. And I appreciate because she was asking me some very complex questions and wanted me to really simplify it. And so I'm trying to catch myself again in 2024. Windfall, that's kind of a jargon phrase. Not everybody really uses that term. And all that really means is just you're coming into some unexpected money. That's all that is. So well, we thank you for explaining that because I didn't know. <laughs> I just I know I kept looking. At it, I was like, windfall, like <laughs> me five years ago, would I have really known what that meant? So it's life-changing, but navigating, it requires careful planning. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, do not make that knee-jerk reaction of, I got all this money, I'm going to Disney World, or yeah. <laughs> whatever they say. Or I'm, I'm quitting my job. Yeah, I'm quitting my job. Please, please, just take a half a second to breathe. Don't go on the Today Show. We actually had, <laughs> a, I don't know if y'all remember, but uh, it's been a while ago, but we actually had a, a family nearby that, that won the lottery. Actually, I think we've talked about this. Somebody that I know knows the family. Um, we had a family here in, in West Tennessee that won the lottery, and they ended up hiring an attorney. I'm not sure what he did for them other than possibly negotiate their appearance fee on the Today Show, because shortly after they won the lottery, they showed up on the Today Show. And then, as you can imagine, people started crawling out of the woodwork asking them for money. I mean, you know, yes, hire a lawyer, but, you know, I would not hire an, an agent just yet. Let's uh, let's plan what you're going to do with that money. Let's make sure you've got all the legal mechanisms in place to, all to protect it. All those upset neighbors and exes. Yeah. And I don't know if you've had a scandalous past and some paternity tests are popping oh, up. And I don't sure, know. <laughs> make sure all of your assets are not in your name. If your name is going to be released by the state that in which you won the lottery. And a lot of states As require say, it. Yeah. Public disclosure of lottery winners. Because you can go, okay, well, if I win, I'm not going to tell anybody. States where names are always, always public. You know, you've got California, Colorado, first name, and the first letter of your last name. Okay. So that's maybe that's a little bit. You, yeah. Yeah. But if I see Cortland W, and I'm going to be like, yeah. Court? I know that's you. That's why I would tell them my name was Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia. Kentucky, Louisiana, oh, you Cajuns, you can't hide from it. New York, Ohio, Oklahoma, Tennessee. So we're, Hello. it's us. Ding, ding. 
Texas for winnings above one million. So if you are under that million, then Texas isn't going to put it out there. Virginia and Washington. And so the thing is, is that's one of those that you need to know what state you're winning in because you may not have a choice and your name's out there. And so when you just, what's the PG version of and giggles? <laughs> when you for uh, bulls and giggles <laughs> decide to buy a lottery ticket, <laughs> I was trying to clean that up. I don't, it doesn't work. For the for heck funsies. of it, for yeah, the heck you of it, you decide to, or funsies, as court saying, for the heck of it, if you decide to buy a ticket, um, I know a lot of people. You might want to think about in, it, even in um, like states that sell lottery tickets. But certainly, if you live in a state that doesn't sell lottery tickets, I know a lot of people that just randomly will buy a lottery ticket on vacation. I don't know how often people that buy lottery tickets on vacation actually end up winning from that lottery ticket, but you definitely want to know the state where you won because I think it's possible that the state where you win is where you have to collect. If you win the jackpot, it is. For some dirty Santa gifts and stuff, like we've often gotten like lottery tickets and stuff and stuck in there with like a case of beer or something like that. And we're always curious after it's like, hey, you know, did you win anything? What'd you get? So there are some states where you can choose to be a little secretive. Um, they may have minimums on the requirements. But if you are in Arizona, Florida, Illinois, Kansas, Mississippi, so our neighbor, or Missouri, then you might be able to get by with your name not being public. It's pretty I, nice. I have an embarrassing story about the first time I bought a lottery ticket in Mississippi because it's just recently become a thing. Yeah. I had bought them in Tennessee, but I was, this is my first time going by myself. So I went up to the counter. I was like, yeah, can I buy a couple of those raffle tickets? And it didn't <laughs> hit me until I got in the car. I was like, I called them raffle tickets. They're lottery tickets. I'm never coming to this gas station again. I'd, there's only certain gas stations that sell them. And I know that I had to buy them for, I forgot who it was. I think it was a, a buddy of ours asked if we could pick some up because they just, they like them. And I was like, okay, Sure. And I didn't know where to buy him. So I just stopped in a gas station in Carterville. And the guy, I swear, was judging me when I was like, um, do you have any lottery tickets? No, you can go over there. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'll get a Diet Coke. Because, <laughs> you know, I felt guilty yeah. walking in there and I didn't buy anything. Sorry, like, here comes sorry. this girl with a Diet Coke who wanted lottery tickets. I mean, I just, I needed the lottery tickets. I didn't know. And um, there are some states where, you know, absolutely generally not at all allowed for you to try and hide that you won. It's public for sure. Alabama, Alaska. <laughs> like we're just starting. The <laughs> Alabama, Alaska, Arizona. No, no. Sorry. Arizona's no, not Arizona. on here. <laughs> so Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Hawaii, Idaho, Nevada, Indiana, Utah. <laughs> Very interesting because it's like Tennessee's on the always public. Arkansas is on the generally not allowed to be private. And then Mississippi is you can choose. So, like, so we're just surrounded I, we by it be, around here. We need to be going down to Mississippi. Come on. on we need to be in Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. Come on and visit me. 100%. <laughs> okay. So, wait. I want to go back to just so to reiterate, because, Court, you said it that, you know, you've got these different lotteries, different things like that. So, like, I know when I go to a Cowboys game, they're doing the lottery raffle and, and they'll they'll raffle. But it's um, they're selling the tickets and they'll say, you know, proceeds are going to this you you the winnings split the pot with this charity and mm, you yeah. so when you were talking about powerball and like lotteries it's the state 
Yeah. The states that have had lottery forever and ever, it used to basically just be a state-run lottery. And, you know, you had pick five, pick four, pick three. Uh, it was the same idea. You pick numbers and then you possibly win. But the jackpots for a state, each state ran their own lottery. And so the jackpot for that state-run lottery was not as big as the jackpots that we hear about these days until a company like uh, Powerball hit the scene. And basically their entire idea was, let's take this stuff national. Let's take all the states where lotteries are legal and get them all to combine resources where you've got money putting it into a, a massive, one massive jackpot all over the country. And anybody from any of those states that allows lotteries could win. And you immediately, I mean, the, the, when Powerball first started, the minimum jackpot was $10 million. And back then it was a lot of money. Not that $10 million isn't still a lot of money, but, um, you know, go back to what I said about annuitized payments and, <laughs> you know, taxes and all that stuff. We have these Powerball jackpots and we have these mega millions jackpots now that get huge, but we also still have the state part of the lottery. So Tennessee still has a Tennessee pick four, a Tennessee pick three, or, you know, stuff like that, you know, that isn't part of the Powerball. It's it's just state run and only people from Tennessee win it. You I don't know. know. Powerball makes me think of like the old lady with like the wheel, like rolling the balls yeah. and they come down and it's like, and this number. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's still glam- do it it's, with balls, but it's, it, it's it, more it, glamorous now. <laughs> Yeah, but it's uh, not like bingo. It's not bingo for sure. <laughs> okay, so we've already talked about this a little bit, but the jackpot, the size, it's kind of like life. What is advertised is not always what you get. And, uh, you know, you've got to consider that. It's kind of like when you get a sticker price on a car or on a house, even, it's like, well, I got to think about taxes. I got to think about the fees, the closing cost, all of that stuff. So, with this, what you see advertised is not your take home amount. It's going to be annuitized, as Court said, usually paid out in 30 annual installments. So you're going to be getting that for 30 years. Or you can choose to take the lump sum, as we talked about that, but it's going to be less. And so that's kind of a nice little stair step for people to understand because there are some retirement plans out there that allow you to choose to do an annuitized of a an install payment over a certain period of time or getting lump sum. But there is you know pros and cons to both of them. Pay me my money today, but take a little haircut. It's kind of a jargon term, I guess, too. Take a little bit less or have it stretched out. But you know each year you're getting that money coming in. And so you can budget each year that income coming in. So lump sum, roughly 60% of the advertised jackpot. So example, 1.5 billion jackpot, 900 million lump sum. Or annuity, guaranteed annual payments for 30 years, totaling the average jackpot. So $1.5 billion paid out over 30 years. Yay, we got this money. Here comes the taxes. Mm-hmm. I, I was not exaggerating. When all is said and done, you, you're, you're losing about half of the payout. This doesn't say half, but it's still, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's close to like 45% of the payout is going to taxes by, when all is said and done. So... Um, federal withholding. The IRS automatically withholds 24% of your winnings for federal income taxes. Federal income tax, depending on your income bracket, you might owe additional federal taxes at filing time. So, I mean, 
it says depending on your bracket. And I'm like, well, wouldn't your bracket be affected by the fact that you just got all this money? Like if you took a lump sum. I would think so. That That's going to kick that bracket on up there, isn't it? Well, Plus, even if you don't take a lump sum, if you're just setting up for 30 years, you're getting this annual amount. Like that's bumping your income up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true too. Uh, yeah. I so think, yeah. regardless, your, your income bracket, the second that number is red, your life changed. And that's why it's so important to immediately figure out your current situation, how this impacts you and what it is. I guess this is the best time of anything, you know, like while we're sitting there talking about federal withholding, federal income tax, state income tax, um, you know, which can vary, but some be as high as 13%. One of the things that you need to look at is there's some people that talk about like inheritance money and then they know that that's going to really impact their financial situation. And some people are like, it's going to hurt me more than it's going to help me. And so obviously if you play the ticket, you get it, then you know that you're potentially going to get this money, but it's, it's going to be an interesting ride. It's not going to be all sunshine and roses. You've got to make sure you make the right moves. So immediate costs are going to be legal fees, financial advisory fees, debt payoffs. But again, I, I would stress because I feel like a lot of people instantly go to, I'm paying off my house. I'm paying off my parents' house. I'm buying my brother a house. Like large, large commitments like that, which it may be okay. That may be the smart decision, but it's so much better to lay all your ideas out, talk to somebody and decide what's the actual best step. Like, is it actually paying off of house that you've only got a 2% interest rate on, or is it better doing something else? And they've got on here long-term planning. So investing, obviously we're, we're big believers in that. We like that idea. Philanthropy, that's kind of a cool thing that you could almost set up like a charitable giving trust. You could do like some endowment plans with some different organizations, really cool things with that. And then, hey, if your name's already public, how cool would it be that it's like, you know, Nicole over here won the Powerball, but two years later we see in the headlines that she's gifting old Miss, you know, all this money to build a statue of Taylor Swift. <laughs> That doesn't make sense, but I'll do it. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe you're doing it for a Taylor Swift fan scholarship or something. Yeah, I'll build the statue here right at Pickler. There you go. (laughs) You know, if you're paying for it, then we'll (laughs) we'll figure it out. Maintenance is going to be on you too. That's okay. And then uh, lifestyle changes, adjusting your budget and lifestyle to reflect your new financial reality. Don't go on immediate spending spree. We've said that. And also, if you take the lump sum, What are you going to do to make sure it actually stretches and goes past, you know, two or three years? How are you going to make that go? You can spend money very quickly. Yeah, you hear a lot of stories about people like athletes who get these big checks and then they just completely blow through them. It's like you have to be smart about it. Yeah. This would be the same thing. Something that's not as kosher is, you know, the influencers and some of those um, social media sites where people are making money hand over fist with a... Yeah, they, they've got this money coming in to them for different reasons, mm-hmm. and they're just treating themselves, and that all can go away in an instant, and they have nothing to show for it except for, I was making a bunch of money when I was doing this, and now I'm not popular anymore. <laughs> and if you don't choose a lump sum, but you've got those annual payments, if you win it at 20, 
you know, 30 years, you should still be around after those 30 years. Yeah, but God, please don't <laughs> don't spend all of it every year. No, save some of it. There was a, a White River rafting guide in Jackson Hole and really cool guy. But like I said, you know, how long has he been doing this? And he goes up there during the summer months, does these tours. And then he will not work for the winter months. And so he budgets it. It's kind of impressive, but he budgets it where then he spends like that last dollar on the day that he's coming back to work. Mm. That's impressive. And so I could totally see somebody that if they've not been working and they just every year, it's like waiting for that paycheck to come in and then they spend it all. And then they're just like living on ramen noodles until the day the check shows up. Like you don't need to do that. You've been given this gift. Be strategic with it. Strategery. You were Googling over there. What you Googling? You know, I mentioned earlier that I thought you had to, to collect the, the jackpot in the state where you purchased the ticket. And that is true, at least for what I could turn up. Both Powerball and Mega Millions require that you pick up the prize in the jurisdiction, quote unquote, where you purchased the ticket. Okay. And depending on the size of the winning ticket whether you purchased a ticket and won $600, anything around $600, you can collect at any store where tickets are sold. But as the prizes get bigger, you have to go to the regional office. Or if it's the jackpot, you have to go to the main office, uh, the main state lottery office. And um, I'm getting the impression, I also Googled whether or not states get some sort of kickback for having the winning lottery ticket sold in their state. And I don't see anything specific about that. But Obviously, lottery winnings are taxed not just on the federal level, but most states tax on the state level as well, except for Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't. Uh, Tennessee doesn't tax income. Most states tax it as income, and Tennessee does not tax it as income. So there is that if you're living in Tennessee. But the way that they make their money is, uh, you know, they get a cut of every dollar or something like that that's spent on the tickets and so forth. Most of the money that's paid in goes to the actual jackpot of the lottery, but the state does get their cut, too. So those were the two things that I was kind of wondering about. I mean, there's a lot we could talk about, about what would we uh, do if we hit the jackpot and, you know, had the Powerball coming in. But this was kind of just a exploratory. Again, we're not advocating that this should be in your uh, diversification of your financial portfolio. No, It's kind of one of those, like, going to the casino and stuff like that. I tell people, like, if you want to play the lottery. If you want to gamble, consider that your play money. That's not your kid's education money, your retirement money, your emergency fund. It's just money you know you can go flush down the toilet, essentially. And there's not a lot of people that should be in that position. Right. <laughs> like I mean, you pretty much have other buckets you could fill. But I know some people enjoy the thrill of it. So, I mean, I guess I'm kind of ready to bullseye this episode. What about y'all? I was toying with the idea of if we should give people who maybe have never played sort of like a very basic rundown of how you actually play the lottery. But yeah, I don't, I don't I mean, know if, if you want to give it, give it I to mean, us. I don't know if, if that would be frowned upon. It might be going a little bit too far in terms of pushing Just, people. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, so uh, to play the lottery, you have two basic ways that you can play, like, for instance, Powerball. Any place that sells Powerball, you can walk in. A Powerball ticket costs $2. You can walk in with $2. I think, uh, unless they've changed the rules, it used to be that you had to pay cash for your lottery ticket. I think it's still cash. So you can walk in with your $2, hand the clerk, the cashier, your $2 and say, I need one Powerball ticket. Uh, And they will sell you five numbers plus a Powerball number on a sheet of paper. 
that looks like a receipt without you having to do anything else. Now, that's if you just want randomly assigned numbers. If you wanted to actually pick your numbers, then anywhere where they sell lottery tickets has what looks like a basic Scantron sheet. Like if you remember taking Scantron tests when you were in high school, uh, it looks like a Scantron sheet. And you go in and you actually bubble in with a pencil the numbers that you want. So you pick what numbers you want and then um, you pay them your money and they'll give you a ticket with your specific numbers. Like when I played the lottery. Is this what Chevy Chase did in Vegas Vacation at the very end of the movie when he like said random numbers and it was like Rusty's birthday, our anniversary, mild football number. Do you remember that scene? I do, but I think he was playing a different game I could be wrong, but I think he was playing a, a casino game that I don't remember the name of uh, and that I've certainly never played, but that I don't think it was the lottery, but, you know, don't come at me. But y'all. in the same way, people yeah, could kind of have in their mind, like, I want to pick, you know, like yeah. Swifty over here is going to pick like, 13. 13 and 89 and 13, like all those different numbers. Yeah. And don't Although 89 is away. not a number that is an option. I don't know what all the, the options. I think Powerball, your options are zero through 50. And Mega Millions, your options are zero through 75. And you get five, like, again, you get five numbers plus the Powerball number. Oh, I could do one, three, eight, nine. Yeah, you could do that. So Um, hold on, let me ask this question. And you may or may not know. What if I lose my receipt? I don't know the answer to that question. I can certainly Google it. So David and I went to the Kentucky Derby four years ago. I think it was four or five years ago. And um, it was... You know, obviously, everybody's buying tickets at that because it's you're betting on the horse races and stuff. And it was the big uh, race and it was raining. And I just remember that, you know, the final horse crosses the finish line and you just see like an eruption of tickets being thrown up because people who hadn't won and they just throw them and now they're on the ground and it's soaking wet. And I think I've talked about this before, but um, there's tickets are getting ruined now because it's raining. Mm -hmm. And then that was a controversial year because everyone else who was watching on the TV was hearing, hey, there's a review on the play. Like it's kind of like a football game. There's a review Mm -hmm. on the play. But everybody in the stands is like, this is over. I'm going to go get another drink or I'm leaving. And it probably took a about 15 minutes before they said something in the stadiums of like, this horse did not win. It was really this horse. And the number of people, I bet you, who had thrown their tickets on the floor that are now ruined. So I always was always very curious, was there like a database that said... That's one thing I can tell you for sure. When you buy your ticket, you don't have to give your name. They don't take down any of your your claimant information. Basically, what I'm reading here, a lottery ticket is like a is like a bearer bond. You remember way back when we talked oh, about yeah. what bearer bonds were? Bearer bond is basically a bond that the holder of the bond gets paid the face value of the bond. Uh, it's it's very similar to that. A lottery ticket is it's paid to whoever has it. So if you lose it and someone else finds it, then they could claim your prize. Now, it looks like there is a maybe a process where you have a very limited amount of time in which you could appeal that you lost your ticket and you're the actual owner of the ticket. But uh, I, I don't know what would go into proving that. It seems yeah. like it's pro- it would probably be pretty hard to prove. I mean, like, I don't know if they would accept, oh, I've made a copy of it. I've got a copy. I got you a picture know? of it. <laughs> yeah, I've got a picture of me holding it and I know where I bought it and I've got a copy of it. It, then maybe that would work, but um, it, it's so if you get one, like put it somewhere safe. Yeah, hang on to it until after the drawing, and then make sure that you didn't win before you crumble it up and throw it away. And if you're at the Kentucky Derby or any sporting event, don't just throw it immediately in the 
puddle. Yeah. Wait to make sure it's actually real. And one of the big things that you have to remember is you may not match all five numbers with the Powerball or with the Mega Millions number and win the big jackpot. But there's a possibility you won some smaller prize. So make sure uh, there are websites you can go to where you can type in your number and it'll tell you if you won anything. All I ever win is another ticket when I play okay. like and then lottery you win tickets. another ticket and there's nothing on there. Yeah. And I think I maybe have won like a couple of bucks before and then I just didn't deal with it. Go get that money. <laughs> I know. I should have done I something with it. Buy you a McDonald's meal or something with a couple bucks. Well, maybe maybe eight, back in 1950. And I just <laughs> real quick, I want to throw out there: December 18th of 2023, somebody posted on Fortune.com, so Fortune magazine, I guess, posted the five most common mistakes which we didn't cover the lot that lottery winners make. That uh, the uh, the 291 million at the time it was only 291 million dollars Powerball winners should avoid because this was this year in December. So the jackpot obviously got significantly bigger, but it says these are mistakes, choosing the lump sum instead of an annuity, overestimating your newfound wealth, treating winnings like monopoly money, <laughs> not consulting with financial professionals, oh. and falling victim to lifestyle creep. That would be where you slowly but surely uh, increase the amount of spending that you do on your lifestyle. Like, for instance, Ryan Reynolds style, you go over to England and buy a soccer team <laughs> or something. So I thought that was interesting, too. I'd We're, go hang out with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. And Taylor Swift. They're yeah, all friends. Listen, yeah, they if are. They would, if they would accept my money just to let me hang out with them, I would. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would also add falling victim to creeps. You got yes. lifestyle creep, but uh, creeps. Yeah, creeps could. Uh, yeah. Like, for instance, if somebody offers you money just to hang out with you, 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 <laughs> you might get a red flag. Yeah. yeah. But not us, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively yeah. and Taylor no. Swift. Like, we're cool. We're bullcast. That's cast. not gross at all. We're, mm-hmm. we're cool. Okay, before this devolves so, anymore. Yeah, uh, <laughs> So our, our general bullseye, I think we can kind of triple bullseye this. Seek professional guidance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Talk to talk to your professionals. Before you go, everybody has anything. <laughs> every everybody has time to claim the the prize that they've won. There is a there is a time period that you have after they announce who the, what the winning numbers are. You have time before you have to go in and claim your money before it goes away. So take that time and use that time to go discuss how you should approach this with professionals before you go and actually make your claim, especially if you're in a state where your name will become public after you make the claim. So stop, talk Drop professional, and roll. And roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, stay grounded. So stay, don't roll. Stay humble. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, don't let it change you. Yeah. And then be aware of scams. That is for sure because, like, especially you just got the call, you won, your name has been publicized, you're now trying to find an advisor or a lawyer, like, if they're being too pushy on you, like they could be a scam. So that's a red flag. Yeah. Just be very cautious. If you're a winner of a major jackpot, you definitely want to check their, their CV, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. their Curitas Vitae, their resume, whatever you want to call it. Broker check, like all that yeah, stuff. I mean, all that. And anybody that would get offended that you checked it is, is probably just red flag. Not worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So again, we are not advocating for someone to go spend their hard-earned money on a lottery or Powerball or raffle or gambling or anything like that. But uh, we made a promise to you guys that we would talk about different topics and what's going on in the world. So thanks, Nicole, for bringing this to us. And with that, court. <laughs> 
with that, that's not how we close this out, Katie. <laughs> Maybe it's 2024. We change stuff up. Like you can start with the hellos and all, you know. And that's how the cookie crumbles. Court. Oh, Katie, there's the closing bell. You've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beam directly to your listening device every single Thursday at noon. That's noon central time. If you'd like to find out more about Katie, Cam, Court, and Nicole, then please feel free to go to our website. We've got bios up there. You can also interact with us by leaving a comment, suggesting a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, or, I don't know, you can look at the pictures we have up there. Um, if, if you like pictures, by the way, we have a, an Instagram handle. That Instagram handle is at Bullcast Podcast. And we also have an X handle. That X handle is at Bullcast Podcast as well. In addition to those social media places, you can also find us on Facebook at Bullcast the Podcast page. And finally, and on a more serious note, uh, we all work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you would like to find out more about what we do at Pickler Wealth Advisors, what we can do for you, find out about our amazing team and find out about our boss, David Pickler, then please feel free to go to that website. That website is picklerwealthadvisors.com. It's advisors the know, not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you everything you need or at least a good start to everything you need if you ever win the lottery. Not that we're advocating you go buy a <laughs> ticket. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. And I'm Nicole. And we're going to go pretend that we just won the lottery. Woo! Cha-ching! We out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>